Hey, what's up, beloveds? You know who this is. It is your girl, Belle Fit. So today's episode is, I know it's completely sporadic and out of order. I probably should have done this episode in the beginning of Black Sheep Believers in the launch of it, but hey, that's just the way my brain works. So (laughs) I will skip from A to D and just keep it moving and grooving. So here's the thing. I was talking to a friend and she told me, she said, you know what? You should actually tell your followers how Black Sheep Believers started. Like what was the thing that triggered you to, you know, speak on God, etc. Because a lot of the content, even though I feel like it's fun, it's light, a lot of it is definitely God-based, right? So we can only win this race with Jesus. So I'm going to give you just my testimony. I'm going to try to wrap it up rather quickly instead of giving you the very long lifetime. Uh, oh, <laughs> who watched those lifetime movies out there? Instead of giving you that Tyler Perry three-hour version I'm going to try to narrow this down within half an hour. Okay, so bear with me. So here I am, I want to say late 20s, and I'm living in LA. Not really living, I'm surviving. Okay, I'm homeless. I am going from town to town, from motel to motel. I'm literally on a circuit of hell is what it feels like. This is my wilderness experience, okay? Which is kind of what drew me very close to God because the only thing that sustained me every single day, the only thing that prevented me from insanity, from losing my freaking mind, was reading the word every single day. It didn't matter whether I woke up in my car whether I was in a city, uh, you know, parked next to a Walmart, whether I was in a hotel or a motel, you know, I kept one thing consistent, and that was reading the Word of God. And the reason why is because I already had experience with Him delivering me. See, He delivered me from alcoholism and cocaine abuse before I ever became homeless. So I knew the power of God. I knew that he was with me and I just needed something tangible to encourage me every single day. And that was scripture, you know, so every morning I would wake up and I would read some scripture before I would walk my dog, you know, and that was just like peace to my spirit, right? Okay. So one day I am... I'm in the city of Pomona, I want to say. Yeah, I have literally, I've gone all over California, guys. Um, But I'm in the city of Pomona. And the Lord said something to me. He's like, you need to go to church and you need to tithe. And I'm thinking at this point, what? Because (laughs) somehow I am moving to and fro from one motel to another, and I don't have a car. And at this point, my anxiety was really just kicking 
mind behind, you know, so being on a bus and being um, in the energy of a multitude of people, you know, it made me very uncomfortable. I would try to walk everywhere, you know, and some of you might have even um, followed my Instagram. If you go back years ago, you will see how thin I was. And it was because instead of riding the bus, a lot of times I would just walk, you know, there was a, a peace that I felt when I was just walking, when I didn't have to entertain, you know, background noise, you know, other people's conversations, etc. I don't really like being in an environment where I'm not the one dictating the energy. So <laughs> I know that's weird, right? So I love speaking to people. I love doing, you know, group trainings and, you know, seminars, but I don't like being in the crowd. Just it's, it's a lot of energy for me, right? So at this time it was even worse because I hadn't gotten my anxiety under control. So this is a huge request from God. You know, I'm like, wait, you want me to do what? You want me to go to church? Like, man, but I'm reading the word every day. Like, I, <laughs> why can't I just stay here with you? You know, why can't I just read the word? And, you know, I'll, I'll tithe when I get a car or I'll sow a seed online. Basically, I'm giving him every excuse to not be obedient. Okay. So this prompting became louder and louder in my spirit. So I decided to heed the word of the Lord. Okay. All right. I'm going to forget my anxiety, whatever. I'm going to, you know, get myself prepared to go to church. So here I am preparing to go to church. You know, I'm putting on my awesome fashionable threads. <laughs> I did a little something with my hair. You know, I want to be presentable. So I end up catching this bus and, you know, believe it or not, I am calm. I mean, I am just like, woosah. And I was like, wow, you know. God, you know, he graced me. He graced my aura. He graced my energy with that peace that really surpasses all understanding. So by the time I got to the church, I was even a few minutes um, late, but just a few minutes late, you know, not extremely late. So I get there and, you know, I see people still walking in and I prepare my mind to go into this church, you know, because he didn't necessarily tell me which church to go to. He just told me, go to church and tithe, sow a seed, you know, because when, when we sow seeds, he blesses them. So if we let go what's in our hands and we sow it into his church, you know, what he does is he grants us a manifold return. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take my little $20 <laughs> and I'm going to let you multiply that, you know, because God is way bigger than any interest you could ever get in a stock portfolio. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take what I got 
And here we go. So I'm walking into the church and then I get to the doors and I see the usher and the most awkward thing happened. So even though he let the other people in, he kind of closed the door and positioned himself in front of it. You know, this is a total security guard move. Okay. I know because I was a security guard. (laughs) So this is like, do not enter stance that he's giving me. And I'm just like, huh. So he literally says, can I help you? Like I'm there to take, you know, give him a freaking fast food order. And I'm like, well, actually, uh, you know, I just wanted to come and partake in your service. And I've brought an offering. Like I want to sow a seed today. I literally told him that I want to sow a seed today. You know, looked him dead in his eyes. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, We're not taking any more members. We're, We're full. And as he said that, I literally observed the window behind him. And it allowed me to see that there were plenty of open seats in the back. And I'm not a beggar, but I literally came this far because I was doing what God told me to do. So I asked him again, I said, can I just sit in the back? Because I want to tithe today. I've come to tithe and give my offering. He said, no, you can come next week though. That infuriated me. Not necessarily because it took me a lot of courage to even go to church, you know, because if you've seen me, I'm basically a tomboy. In real life, I believe it's evident that I am a queer woman. Just by my apparel, I wear men's clothes, right? So I know that makes certain people uncomfortable, but... I've never witnessed that type of discrimination, especially, especially from a fellow minority. This dude was Hispanic. (laughs) Like, dude, I literally got denied to enter the sanctuary by a Hispanic. Like, (laughs) yo, (laughs) I don't know how to think. You know, I'm like, dude, I thought we were a team. No, we're not. And you can come back to church next Sunday, right? So I was enraged. And one of the reasons why I was so enraged as I was walking away from that church is I know how low people can get. And I also know the power of God and God's word. And what bothered me was if there was someone else that did not have the spiritual strength that I have, the resolve that God has given me to be a fervent woman, I'm not easily discouraged, right? So listen, I can deal with your 
uh, your haterade all day. I'm good with it, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm not even faded, but what I do know is there's so many people out there that are spiritually broken, that are weak, that would not be able to take that rejection and actually be able to separate that rejection from who God is. If you if you're following me here, because a lot of people turn away from God because of what the people in the church do. Right? So it's like, dude, if this had been anyone else, if this had been someone who was freaking suicidal, if this had been someone who just wanted to sit in the presence of the Holy Spirit because they were struggling with, you know, a uh, sickness or addiction or anything and you would have denied them, that person could have committed suicide. That person could have been lost. I mean, literally never wanting to seek God because of what man did, because of what one small judgmental man did. And I told myself after that, I said, yo, and honestly, before I told myself this, I was like, Lord, I don't know why, why you allowed this to happen. Why? You knew this was going to happen. You knew that I was going to overcome my anxiety, that I was going to go on this little morning journey to get all the way to the church to do what you told me to do. And I was going to be denied access, access to you. And I didn't understand it. And he said, I know. What? (laughs) What? He said, I know. I wanted you to experience this because you have a relationship with me. But how many other people could not have tolerated that rejection in the same aspect, in the same manner that you did? How many people would have turned away from me, from my word, from my love, from my salvation, because they experienced the hate, the ignorance, the folly of man. So what he was imparting upon me was this responsibility, man. To share him. To literally be someone. A black sheep. (laughs) One who is always rejected. (laughs) He put in me. He instilled in me. This assertiveness. This obligation. (laughs) To always encourage people. Because there are so many times that our people need God and they don't feel worthy of him or somebody treated them some type of way who was a Christian 
Somebody alienated them from the love of God by their actions, by denying them. And when you do that to people, what you do, man, what you do is you create a void between God and their deliverance, man. Between God and their spirit. So God really allowed me to experience that. So it would light a fire under me. So now when I see people and I talk to them and I speak from a place of love, no, I don't always share scripture. Some people aren't ready for that. You know, some people are just receptive to love. And we can love other people through actions and conversation and encouragement. But I'll take it a step further, man. Because I want you to know that God will meet you wherever you are. That God loves you. It doesn't matter who you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your flaws, your imperfections, those things that people will magnify to make you feel insecure and undeserving of God's grace. Because I want you to know, whether you go to church or not, Father's love is chasing you down every freaking day. So Black Sheep Believers got started because somebody denied me access to the sanctuary. And I said, okay, so I'm going to keep reading my word. I'm going to meditate on scripture. And when or if the opportunity arises... For me to bless someone else, whether that's prayer, whether that's the actual word, or an allegory for it, I'm going to share God with them. So I hope this brings clarity on why Black Sheep Believers launched. It's because I will go to the Black Sheep. Jesus came for the sinners. I don't claim to be perfect. I always tell people, yo, I'm transparent. I'm a hot mess express. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. (laughs) But what I'm not going to do is convict others because of what they look like or what they do. Because no matter what, there is nothing that could separate us from the love of God. So if man decides that you're not good enough to sit in their sanctuary, so if man decides that they don't want to share the gospel with you, that delivers all of us. So if man decides that, oh, you don't quite fit in with their congregation, you can always know that Black Sheep Believers is here God's word is eternal. It's sovereign. It's 
unwavering, and it's for you. Salvation is for you. Supplication is for you. The blood of Jesus is for you. Don't let others condemn you that don't have the power to actually deliver you. Black Sheep Believers is here because God believes in you. And if the only thing you do is listen to a fool like me who just loves Jesus, man. I just love him because of what he's done for me. If the only thing you can do at this point is be encouraged by our prayers, by someone who is obviously a hot mess expressed to an extent, but with a beautiful heart that loves God, yo, I'm here for you. Black Sheep Believers got started because one man denied a black sheep access to the sanctuary and that black sheep was me and I decided that I was going to take God's word I was going to take his truth I was going to take his love and I was going to share it how I saw fit With that said, share the podcast because some people won't get the love that they're looking for in church. They'll get it from a black sheep. They won't be able to find God in the sanctuary among the great congregation, but they'll find him by just tuning in to a few episodes a few prayers some people will never step foot in church so we can bring church to them we can bring love to them and I hope you do the same you don't have to be perfect to share God all you have to do is love people God is love. So I don't know your story. But turn those lemons into lemonade and do not be discouraged, my friends. If God is for you, who can be against you? Happy Sunday. I love each and every one of you. We are a growing ministry of inspiration every single week, friends. Over 16 countries. Glory to God. Share the podcast. Share it with a friend. I love you so very much, and I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.